In this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about the shush monster, squirrel recipes, roadkill, and the logistics of rib hands. In our discussion of Here There Are Monsters with Amalinda Barabe. everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we're going to talk to Melinda Barube, author of Here There Are Monsters. <laughs> Enjoy, because that's so good. It is so good. She's amazing. <sighs> Would you rather be taken by robots or Ooh. monsters? Mm. Monsters, because then mm. the monster can be a vampire. <laughs> Um, no, I'm talking about creepy bone monsters here. Okay, monsters, but as long as it's the shush monster. The shush monster is my favorite monster. And then he just ambles back into the woods. Anyway, sorry. that It's like the Homer Simpson gif. No, I've... Except I've... with a monster. No, I want him to be more like... Than that, you know, and he does... He's, he's got his rib fingers, and then he just... Behind a tree. That's how it happens in my head. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman, you have over there. Little bit Benny Hill over here. Okay, loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> it's fine. It's all fine. I'm all I'm seeing is the cosplay. No, I'm super psyched for the cosplay. I'm I'm building myself a bone mask. But oh, I didn't fantastic. say that. Loud. You don't know that. It's a surprise. You don't know that. I wish I could send Scully Joe over as the uh, ribcage hand for you. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Oh well. I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, thermoplastic antler fingers as well. Ooh. Well, I think it just depends on how much time I have. See, like that actually came from a photo, and I think what they were doing was just holding antlers in their hands, and they had sort of like a, you know, like and they pulled like a some fabric over the hands, so you're holding the the antler with a fabric hand, like so. You know, so it looked like it looked hand sticking um, out of a sleeve. Yeah, it looked like this thing had. If I can find, if I can find some antlers somewhere, I'll do you've it. You've got some. You've got. Well, no, they're, they're attached, aren't they? I mean, you could just buy them as like yeah. dog toys. <laughs> That's right. They, like, oh man, I'm going sell them for dog situ on. So. Yep. And then if you don't know any dogs... Oh, you do know dogs. I do know dogs. You've got I, dogs I in have, your family and then yeah. give the dogs the antler bones to chew Yeah. On. And it will only be a little bit awkward. And that's fine. So anyway... <laughs> it's, um, it's fine. It works. It works. It does. It does work. Um, Anywho, is it time for Would You Rather? It is. It's time. It's time. It's time, it's it's time, time Amanda. Pew, 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 pew. Would you rather? The best part about Would You Rather today is that we mm. are joined... By the author the of monster. this, the shush monster. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we are joined by the author of this wonderfully, deliciously gross and terrible and fantastic book, Emmelinda Barabe. Yay! Yay! Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks Hello. so much. Hi. This is so exciting. Uh, it so is. Oh, it's so, so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. I love this book. Oh, thank you. Maybe too much. I am so delighted to hear that. You must have read it at least three times. Yes. Yeah, I did. I did. But there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we should play Would You Rather. 
Okay, so we asked on social media, would you rather have antler hands or ribcage hands? And on Facebook, it was resoundingly 100% antlers. On Instagram, 80% antlers. On Twitter, it was antlers at 90%. And on TikTok, antlers with 55%. Everybody wants antler hands. But that's because nobody knows the shush monster. With his ribcage fingers. I haven't yet come to appreciate the shush monster. I, I feel like we're slightly obsessed over the shush monster, and I'm fine with that. I don't... You know I get hooked onto things. We we latch. It is a thing. We do. God, I love that It's guy. a trademark. <laughs> I love, Anywho, all of them. Let's see what everybody else is saying. Dakota on Facebook says, Antlers, I could pick multiple things up with them at the same time. Plus, I think antlers would be stronger than rib bones. Oh, fair point. That's a good, that's a good answer. <laughs> Colin on Facebook says, ooh, 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 antler hands, please. I'll be the most popular guy around because I'll be able to give really good back scratches and be able to hang loads of stuff on them when the wife goes shopping. I like to be helpful. Amazing. <laughs> Stephen Creations on Instagram said, hmm, deaf antlers. I feel like they would be more useful, like giant forks for hands versus, you know, holy vessel. <laughs> giant forks for hands. <laughs> I love it. We've all seen that horror movie. <laughs> Bree Tart on Instagram said antlers. It's a lot easier to clean if something, like the body parts of my victims, got stuck on them. Ribs have too many small gaps. You'd have to squeeze something into. Excellent point. She's <laughs> <laughs> making goo. Lefroy on Instagram said, well, they're both creepy as sometimes the only appropriate word is fuck, but I guess antlers because they seem more conducive to being hands. It's excellent. I'm glad she got in one of our trademark sayings there. Sometimes the only appropriate word is fuck. <laughs> And you too can have it on a t-shirt at our red bubble shop. <laughs> yes, you can. In a cross-stitch pattern. Oh. I also shared this um, at the library on on our board in the break room. And everybody there said antlers too. Um, antlers, I feel like they're more hand-like. Antlers so I can carry water and snacks for all my animal friends. And Oh, no, there's a ribs. If articulated like fingers, then ribs, which I said, no, they're not. You have to have uh, stiff boner fingers or something like that. See? <laughs> yeah, as I don't. Appropriate. I mean, I can't quite see how they would be articulated, but I mean, it's magic, right? So, like, I was. Does it have the cartilage? I don't know. Like, it's just been it's stuff that's been sitting out in the woods forever, right? So. So probably not. It's probably yeah. just weathered old bones. Yeah. <laughs> I've literally since for the for a week now, for over a week since we we discussed this question, been looking at my hands and then being like trying to make them into like either ribcage style or antler style and going, what would be better? See it like I I have to go to, I ha I have to go with ribs personally because like you can type with that, sort of, maybe. Yeah, they are, antlers. you know, claw, claw shaped. Yeah. They all go the same way. Yeah, I mean, like, articulated would definitely be the more useful. Really? 
Do you know where I think people might be getting hung up with the ribs? Actually thinking of it as a whole rib cage. Mm. Like an encased vessel. Or like human ribs, you know, or, you know, big and big giant animal ribs. Not like a rabbit or something. <laughs> something small. small. You don't want a mouse one though, because that's just that's just ridiculous. <laughs> just like, I don't know what you'd be able to do. Comically that. small hands. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. <laughs> I mean, you, if you could have one for each finger, then that would be fine. Yes. I don't know, but how are they attached? Or do you have then you have like wires putting them together? You could. Yeah, like it's sort of a combination, I think, of like, because like Sky used. Oh, cat. Sky used. Oh, I love him. Yeah, this is Bingley, by the way. Bingley, Mostly. oh. Bingley. Yeah. I love him. He <laughs> needs to be friends with my cats, but they're out sleeping on the bed right now. I have Bee and Gozer, and they're both orange boys, Aww. too. Yeah, cat friends. This one's a chaos cat, but. I love him goes with our chaos dog and i've lost the track i was saying um ribs yeah Uh, how you build like monster structure i think like you know they start out connected with wire or whatever but i think it's the magic that's holding them together when they're like shambling around and stuff so oh shambling that's such a good word isn't that a great word i love it so much it is i love it i like the idea that you could hear the bones grating together Mm. Or on the wire, you can hear it. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. Yeah, that would be really good. That would be really good. So need to oil all the joints. Yeah. So, um, so Claire, what are you picking? I kept coming to antlers, but I actually thought I don't know how practical they are. Having spent a long time looking at pictures of antlers, (laughs) it was for the Would You Rather post, to be fair trying to find the perfect set of antlers. Sure it was. So, yeah. If it took me that long Google Images to try and find a perfect pair of antlers to post as a potential hand, am I going to find this out in the woods to think, okay, this is what my animal construction, creature construction is going to be? But I think the crux of the matter is we haven't considered the rib... Well, we just are considering the rib cage is a half without the cartilage, not the full thing. Not the whole... Is the whole skeletal area so i'm gonna go ribs okay plus okay. it's a snack if that happens. you're gonna eat your own hand well if there's bits on there you might as well and who's saying that as the creature the rib cage is the same species as the head it's true it could be completely different exactly most likely would be. be yeah it wouldn't be a very good monster if it was just all, like, one animal carcass. <laughs> well, you exactly. got to mix I, them up. To be fair, I think I'm just distracted by the fact I keep seeing the word eat, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've had my tea, but I'll, I'm I'll sorry. have a snack. I'm, don't call attention to my shirt, because I have to sit like this with my boobs out for you to be able well, to see. Well, it makes a change that you're the one doing it instead. <laughs> Damn you, boobs. Damn you, boobs. Again, you can buy that T-shirt on our website. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Beth Revis. <laughs> oh, I was kind of proud of okay. this T-shirt. Um, Check it out. Ooh, I love that <gasps> Mothman. Oh, it's Mothman. Nice. Makes me so. Oh, happy. Claire, <laughs> we should have put on our Fook Monster shirts. Oh, mine's in the washing machine. <sighs> mine's out there. <laughs> Dang it. 
Missed opportunities. I just have my eat shirt on. That's okay. <laughs> Put on your Bigfoot hat. <laughs> there we I go. I wear it sometimes during the day. That's cryptids. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh. creepy guys as well. Yeah. But oh, they're that's not, very sinister. They're not cobbled together enough. I like my cobbled monsters. Okay. <laughs> There's actually there I don't know. On, there's someone on Twitter who posted pictures of like here there are monsters ask monster things that she had made in her garden. It was the most amazing oh my God. thing. Wow. That is really yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have to I'll I'll dig it up and retweet it because it was it was just magnificent. Oh yeah. Now you need to do I can that. only imagine that got very uncomfortable like at two o'clock in the morning when she can hear the tap 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 scratching <laughs> at the window. Well, I mean, like she, she opens the, the door to her basement. Not going to come after her. <laughs> she's going to send if them she's off. She's got a psychotic sister that's actually bringing them to life. Though. <laughs> yeah, that might make a difference. <laughs> oh man, you haven't answered this. I was about to say I don't know if I've answered this one or not. I think I'm going to go antlers. They seem sharper and creepier to me. And, like, you could reach really far and, you know, scrape on a window or something. You could have two sets as well. You could have, like, a moose antler in one and then, like, yeah. a gazelle in the other. Yeah. Now, I feel like the strength, like, talking about how strong they are is a really good point. Because, yeah, ribs would, especially from a small animal, would be a lot more prone to snapping. Yeah, and I need to do some like menacing things with my antler hands. I need I need to be strong. I can't I can't be frail. <laughs> it's gotta happen. Okay. Next question. Yes. <laughs> it's time. It's time for the next question. Would you rather share a bedroom with your psychotic sister who may or may not stare at you often while you're sleeping, or have your own room, but be terrorized by creepy creatures tapping at the window. I feel like this is kind mm. of a, like, you know, the scary thing you know versus the scary thing you don't. You know? It's like the familiar scary Which is worse. sister, or... You see, I listened to the audio book of this, and at two o'clock in the morning, when you're lying there, in the dark, and remembering that your feet are sticking out of the bed because they're hot and then going oh no oh no and then slowly bringing it back in because the monsters live under the bed and then sky moves down into the basement and the entire time you're going you don't have curtains love someone's going to tap out the window and going they're going to tap it's going to tap something's going to tap and then it taps and going oh shit no do not like do not like do not like go 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 don't go outside (laughs) i'm just painting that picture that happened at two o'clock in the morning for me um i'm gonna go and share a bedroom with my psychotic sister because deidre does not want to kill me she wants me to serve her Mm. so she wants the the queen of swords she wants her champion and if that's me, then I've got an a, element of safety, perhaps. Well, and also, you know, like, if she's your sister, it's, you know, like, you're you're around her all the time. She's not that creepy, you know? Like, she might be creepy annoying, but she's not 
you know, the, f the familiar is not scary, right? You're used to her creepiness. Exactly. So if you woke up But I am and... not used to waking up to people staring at me. I am. Um, That's off-putting. have a child. It no, thank you. No. It desensitizes you. No. And it's okay. No, not into it. I'll have a well, monster Well, the weird instead. one is when the husband's asleep, snoring away, but has their eyes open and is facing towards you. And you're like, oh, shh. No, that's awesome. <laughs> that again happens at two o'clock in the morning when I'm listening to creepy audiobooks. No. I woke up... I woke up once several years ago because Jacob sat up straight in bed and said, Poe! And then he went back to sleep. Wow. I don't know what, what who or what Poe is, but it it was enough for me. I don't need that. I'm gonna I'm gonna live in the the creepy creatures tapping at my window room. I don't mm mm. No, no, I think my vote is with, I think my vote is with the sister. No. Better the scariness you know than the scariness you don't. Well, next question. Would you rather have dead animals left on your doorstep or a monstrous tree invading your bedroom? I don't like things in walls. You don't? Ooh, you hate things in walls. I hate things in walls. They give me both the heebies and the jeebies. <laughs> I do not like them. Like, episodes of TV shows with things in walls make me very uncomfortable. There was an episode of Supernatural where it happened in an apartment block, and I still get creeped out just thinking about it. I really feel like, you know, if you've had a cat, then, you know, having dead animals lined up on your doorstep is kind of like, oh yeah, you know, they're just taking care of you. Yeah, but what, one of them was like a porcupine. Yeah, like when they're bigger things, it's like, that's a little startling. But, you know, it's better than like having something. Um, like at least it's outside the house. <laughs> Not coming in through the wall. But see, look, if you're Sky, you, you like plants. That's true. So, you know, maybe she'll just start pruning it, you know, and like hanging things from the roots. What, making it and... topiary. Yeah. Yeah. She likes plants. She likes them so much that her sister went bonkers. So. Yeah, but these are root systems. Doesn't matter. She would tend them. She would take care of them. Okay. I believe that Skye wouldn't mind it. See, I guess it if it wasn't bothered. ruining their house, and then it made their mom yell at their dad. Because I guess this is that like tree roots don't actually do that. Like, there's you know, like people talk about tree roots coming through concrete and basements all the time, but it's not that's not a thing they do. Um. So, like, if by magic or you know magical hostility, if they were actually wetting their way through the concrete, like that'd be for some pretty major structural damage. So I think, yeah, I think I'd take the dead animals, honestly. But they also smell bad. Yeah, but you just get a shovel, you shove them away. So, or I don't know, in the UK, if there was a dead animal, I've called the council to come and remove them before when I found de dead animals in the road. And no skin off my nose. Skin off the animals, because it's dead and got skinny marks all over it. But no skin off my nose. It's like, council, dead animal. You know, and if it's a domesticated animal, 
they're trying to track and trace to let the owners know. So, you know. Could I use the carcasses to make new monsters? Yes. Because let's face it, everyone here, I'm I'm the one who's making all the monsters in this, in our little situation here. I'm doing all the creepy shit that no one wants to do. So maybe I should take the dead animals. I, I, did you, have you ever seen the movie The Relic? It's based on the book. It's set in uh, a museum in uh, New York. It's terrible, but I love it. I don't think so. Um, it's, it's, and it's about this creature that gets brought to the museum, like the Natural History Museum, from this, the middle of nowhere. And there's, inside, there's creatures that, you know, it, it, and it kind of like, a little bit alien style evolves and kills everybody. Goes rip roaring rampage. There's death, blood, everything. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> but at one point, you know, when they're setting the scene, they go through and they say, "Oh well, we've had this carcass that's been brought, and we need to take the flesh off the carcass." And then it shows you the the carcass in this big tank, and these beetles just eating away at the flesh. Mm. So you know, it's your circle of life type thing, and it's that reminds me. <laughs> Oh, that scene in the relic. You need to see this movie. It's terrible. It's very dark. And I mean, that is in lighting. You can't see anything. So you spend <laughs> tiny time squinting. But it's it's hilarious. It's so bad. And I love There's it. a graphic novel. Um, it's actually like a, a middle grade graphic novel, I think, called Snapdragon. Which is a work of utter genius. It's so wonderful. And there is a character in there who takes roadkill and like buries it. And then once the once it's decayed and is skeletonized, they take the bones and like make um, like not monster sculpture, but they make like uh, like they put them they put them back together. So you have like a model skeleton of like a or whatever, which is you know like it's this is sort of the way this this story is is that it's just like super weird and totally unapologetic about it. It's glorious. So yeah, you could make monsters hmm. out of you know you with your roadkill, just like you know bury them and after a while, yeah. lots of materials. Maybe Isn't it a thing in America as well to have roadkill cafes? <laughs> it's a thing. I don't. Am I stereotyping again? Sorry. I'm pretty sure. Back to the barbecue. I'm pretty sure you're stereotyping me as an Arkansan. We're gonna get him some of them squirrels off the side of the road. <laughs> Yeah, but you're stereotyping you're... yourself. I think, I'm though, just doing it's a call back like, to barbecue. Around here, I think I remember people saying that it is legal if you, like, run into a deer with your car and you kill it, you can take it home and, like, have it for me. I'm pretty sure that's a thing here as well. Yeah. Don't think anyone, you know, has cafes on that basis, but... Look, I'm pretty sure at least I'm half. Googling it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at least half of my family on both sides has eaten squirrel or oh, other other things. You know, the, that's what you get when you grow up in Arkansas. You know the joy of cooking, like the, the big fat classic yeah. cookbook. Yeah. If you look in there, yeah. there is literally a recipe for squirrel. I'm pretty sure I have that. I'm going. <laughs> it tells gonna, you how to cook I'm gonna squirrel. Take a note. <laughs> I am taking a note to look for the squirrel recipe. They don't recommend it, 
There are so many. I don't recommend it. This is a really shitty recipe. I I guess it's not very tasty. (laughs) But like, here's how. Here's how. If you really wanna. Gort is oh, nice. It's awful. Okay. Now you I can have kill a... a gort and eat its meat in a, a Caribbean curry is absolutely phenomenal. And then you can use the, the bones because they have antlers as well. I do. Okay. Well, now I have a weird note on my phone that says look for squirrel recipe. <laughs> so. <laughs> Our mission here is. This is where you need to come back to it in about three days' time. Go. What the hell is this? Why am I? I cooking up squirrel. Um. Okay. Are we? Are we moving on to the next question now? Please. All right. (laughs) Would you rather have to non-lethally shoot your overbearing father with an arrow, or beat up and embarrass Kevin, which kind of makes people think that you're crazy? I think this is kind of a no-brainer. This one, like. Let's beat up Kevin. Come on. <laughs> Let's everybody beat up Kevin. I mean, come on. Can, can we just like make him run down our open hands in, in a, like a slap line? <laughs> just to speed things up. So, for some reason, when you were doing this, it made me think of like a spanking machine. <laughs> gonna knock you. <laughs> like Kevin in the spanking machine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would be afraid that my overbearing father would then take things too far and, like, retaliate. He just seemed, that dad seemed scary because he was, like, so nice. But then, like, he was always, like, putting William down. I don't know. I didn't get a good vibe. I didn't get a good vibe from any adults in this I didn't get a good vibe from, from anyone. Anyone. <laughs> anyone. Oh, and you just love to people. hate them all. Oh, yeah. man. I did not feel sympathy or empathy for any of them. I was like, please be eaten by the monsters. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we always want gruesome and terrible things to happen in every book that we read, so. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> Thinking about this question, the overbearing father, right? how old's William? Is he a senior? Oh. high school oh i think i said sky was 16 which makes them like the year before senior i don't yeah, like, yeah okay so effectively like he's got a couple of years before he can graduate high school and then go to college or get a job whatever so it, it sounds awful but his dad wasn't beating the shit out of him all the time he was overbearing he was, that we know of that we know of but if you can put up with it for another year, year and a half then you can be free then yeah. you, you shoot know? him as you're leaving the house <laughs> yes, in some kind of like drop mic dramatic exit yes. style, with some really good heavy metal rock playing in the background preferably yes Um, if he is beating the snot out of you, then that's a totally different kettle of fish you know, I don't know so I'm going to presume no at this point okay um, so I, I would put up with that for a little bit longer because then I'm free and I never have to see the, the guy again. Whereas Kevin, oh God, I just want to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but he tried to undouchebag himself at the end. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is the thing is that I'm not sure he is 
undouchebagging himself, he's just being self-conscious about it. Like, he's saying, okay, I know I'm a douchebag, you know? Which yeah. is a different thing than saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. Right. So, you know, at least Scott... He's a he self-aware douchebag. Yeah, he's, he's acknowledging his own limitations. And which there are many, many, <laughs> many limitations. He, he, he has not received any personal growth. None of the characters have received any personal growth. They have learned zero lessons. No, no. William walked away at the end. If he had what, been his he learned same, self-preservation. If he had learned his same, you know, or kept his same, like, wiener baggeriness, he would have, <laughs> like, been kind to Sky at the end. But he's like, you know what? You tried to murder me, so I'm leaving. It didn't say, come across as that way to me. It came across as a really loud yelp and a runaway backwards whilst he's peeing his pants. <laughs> That's the way it came across for me. <laughs> You know, she's she, she's properly traumatized him. She, he see he William seeing Sky is a trigger, and he just he went out in the opposite direction, yeah. which is fine. But I don't consider that personal growth. I consider that self preservation. <laughs> I don't know. Just the fact that he didn't want anything to do with her, I think, is growth. I mean, to be fair, would you want anything to do with her after what he's gone through? No, and I'm really, frankly, surprised that they didn't all then tell on her for I swear to god drowning and killing Tyler Tyler's dead Tyler's dead in my mind he is dead <laughs> I'll and tell you what's dead about Tyler his Olympic dreams oh there we go <laughs> no no he's dead I'm sorry I'm sorry everyone I'm sorry Emma Linda he's dead see like he's dead and all of I would have loved to kill stuff, Tyler you did you did he's dead killed Tyler off but like I couldn't do anything that would actually, you know, get the police involved. So he had to be like, you know, intimidated into shutting up and yeah. very traumatized, but not dead. Because if he was dead, no, then see, in my mind, questions. no, he's dead. He's dead, and that's why they had to move <laughs> across the country. That's why I can accept this. He's head dead. Now. Thank you. He's dead. <laughs> and in the whole, like, oh, yeah, he can't. He's just, he can't even get in a swimming pool anymore. And, you know, oh, he's her protector now. Yeah, it's because everyone's fucking terrified that you're going to kill someone else. And the, the not being able to swim anymore thing, I mean, that's just a story. They're really good storytellers. So he's dead. He's a corpse. <laughs> I, I believe nothing else. He is dead in my heart. Okay. Well, I mean, I will, I will accept him as a corpse. That's, that's cool with me. Thank you. Would I'm you like to take here. his parts and it. make a monster out of him? Oh, totally. <laughs> okay, good. <Yeah. laughs> what if, what if it wasn't Sky that killed him? What if she just did do the terror, terrorizing him? What if it was Deidre as the left? She finally just went, right, okay, that's it, and snap. You're gone. Mm. I'd be okay with that. Did something magical to him? I mean, he's or... dead. He's yeah. dead. He is yeah. dead. I don't care as long as he's dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm wearing his skull as a hat. Yeah, I, th I think they're driven to that. That's, okay. that's her jam. <laughs> 
What's the character out of the Chris out of um, Labyrinth? Is it Labyrinth? And sorry, Amanda, it's the grizzled old lady, and she's got the hat and the the the, the head, the, the the skeleton head on that. On oh, like, is it that or is it Dark Crystal? It's dark. Is it Dark Crystal? I think you might be thinking it's of Dark. There's there's an old man who has like a thing on his head. Yeah. Well, and there's a um, there's a bag lady too who. Yeah, the bag uh, lady. Like a, oh, don't you want your teddy bear? Yeah, 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 exactly. Does she, does she not have the skull on her head? Or am I just remembering there's, it wrong? She's got a bunch of junk, Paula. There's Agra in the Dark Crystal who has horns. I think I might be confusing the two. Yeah. You're, you're mashing them together. You're creating I your am. own monster. Yes. <laughs> One of them's wearing Tyler's skull head. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Have we all killed Kev- Kevin? We, we put him through the spanking machine, I believe, is yeah. what happened to Kevin. Okay, right, just just to confirm. Yeah, yeah. Last question, or... then. <laughs> Last question. Would you rather rescue Deidre or William? I mean, like, William's kind of the better human being in all this, but I mean, like... <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, like, I feel, I feel like he would, you know not get up to as much evil shit as Deirdre maybe would. It's difficult when you encounter <laughs> But, yeah. I don't know, like, if in this scenario Deirdre's my sister, then, like, that kind of, that maybe changes the calculation a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. I Look. kept seeing Leva behind the entire time. I was like, just forget it. Just write her off. Yeah. Whatever. Just get rid of her. You see if without. Yeah. Move I, to the city. I feel like if if you brought her back, she would be pissed. And who knows what she would do. Because she is already bonkers. Out there. Yeah. She's already a sociopath, so she's gonna would she still someone. have powers as well. Like I imagine the trees moving in. Yeah, I feel like, like when literally she's end style. Yeah, once she, I think once she's been over to this other side where she is, and she's got all these powers, and she's you know, uh, made of mountains and lightning, um, she's gonna come back worse. Yeah, I think she'll come back as like dark Gladriel, like you know, beautiful and terrible as the, you know, mm-hmm. she's she she would be as if she's Gladriel had the One Ring kind mm-hmm. of yeah. evil, all powerful, and you've brought that yeah into the world. You can't stop her. No, but she's also dirtier than that. She's like a smudged up Galadriel. She is, but she's got a nice dress though. She does like. A well, dress. if you took if you yeah. took her power away from her, like she would snap. She'd go. She'd go right off the bend. I think at that point. So. Yeah. I kept expecting her to kill the parents. To be honest, and I'm very surprised that they didn't. <laughs> They didn't get it. Yeah. Or child services, you know, <laughs> got involved. Their parents were the worst. It reminds me of all, of criminal cases that have happened in the UK where children have gone missing and nothing happens to the parents. Even though, you know, they have to bear some responsibility of the negligence. There's, there's a pretty mm. famous case. I don't know if it's come over to the, the United States, but a little girl was kidnapped 
I've used air quotes kidnapped because nobody knows what's happened. It's over 10 years ago in Spain, the Madeleine McCann case. And if you've heard of it, it's it's huge over here. Millions and millions of pounds have gone in to try and find her. Um, and nothing, no repercussions happened to the parents. The parents left her with her siblings in a hotel room and went to dinner in a hotel room. Wow. Classy. And nothing's happened. And that kind of negligence where they put the onus on the other children to look after the younger ones was what I got from this and thought the parents are suffering not I mean they're suffering guilt and grief because their youngest daughter's disappeared but they were negligent they did not fulfill their parental responsibility and they're not getting for me what they should the the the, the justice that they should have like as a you know the social justice and that the they did not perform their parental duty. Very frustrating. Hmm. I've just had lots of thoughts that happened in my head, and and it was like a chain reaction of thinking of Sky and the mom being like, you know, why why weren't you watching her? But then I was thinking about Sky falling asleep. And how that's not a thing that she did. And then I was thinking, why did Sky fall asleep? Like, was it something that Deirdre did and she put her sister to sleep? Did it involve all of those plants that she had? Did she, like, mm. use her magic powers to manipulate something in the plants in her room to make her fall asleep? And then and then I also started thinking about JonBenet Ramsey, which is, like, the United States' case like that, where, mm-hmm. you know, the, the tiny baby beauty queen is disappeared i had a whole lot of things happening in my head just then did they ever solve like, i keep seeing i keep seeing tabloid headlines about it but like i don't think so Mm-mm. answer to that one no i don't think so mm. i don't think so because i mean like when i was you know when i was writing those parents it was kind of like you know like writing the far end of like you know the parent i'm afraid to be you know, too wrapped up in my own, in my own shit to, you know, to be, to be bothered, I guess. So, like, it, it's interesting writing these books from, like, you know, about, you know, teenagers and parents, like, being a parent at the same time, because I end up, like, you know, it's not just, like, part of it's, like, you know, what, you know, part of it's about, about kid me, but part of it's about parent me, too. Yeah. Just don't That's have children. That... that saves all of your problems. Wait. <laughs> Bit too sorry. late. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. To sorry. Both of you. But that's the thing. And that's what's interesting about being having the discussions between me and Amanda. Because there's been occasions where, I mean, I've literally felt so emotional about a book. Because from a parent's point of view, I've had a completely different reaction to it. To Amanda, who doesn't have children... And that's where the interesting discussion takes place because the whole point of a book is to stir up all these emotions and to get different viewpoints. And that's why it makes it much more engaging as well, having that discourse. I think that everyone thinks that I'm a soulless monster, though, when we ever have those conversations because I'm like, oh, children, purposefully childless. Like, well, I don't want no, to do that. And you're like, oh, but the children. Oh, the children. And I'm like, no. I think people think I'm a soulless monster, which is true. Well, yes, but who was the person who went on a, a ten-minute rant 
about not pressuring women into becoming vessels for childbearing and that they're all allowed their own choice and that they shouldn't be stereotyped into only being wives and mothers. So, you know, freedom of choice swings and roundabouts. We've all allowed our opinion. And it's just the point of just, it's just our, what we're allowed to do and what we're doing is bringing our life experience into it. Yeah. And that's what makes a good conversation. But anywho, who are rescuing? Uh, William. Because Deidre doesn't want to come back. And if you bring Deidre back, she's going to she's gonna snap. Same. I don't want to, I don't want to ev- the, the ultimate evil to enter the world and it be my fault. <laughs> Oops. Because she'd hate you then. She doesn't, she wouldn't just, she wouldn't want you anymore. She would hate you. And Definitely all of her monsters would then. swarm. Yeah. And she Definitely would, she would stare room. at you. While She'd be sleeping. the one tapping at the window. She would, whilst <laughs> staring at you. Both things are happening at the same time. Well, technically she is because she controls the monsters. Wow, she's a creep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, she's terrible and I kind of love her, but I hate her at the same time. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. All right, is, uh, that's, that's the end of Would You Rather, right? Yes. So now we have to move on and talk about <laughs> other things. But oh man, that was a good that was a good game of Would You Rather. I think that's yeah. my most favorite that we've had. And those were awesome questions. Well, we can only be as good as the source material. That's true. It all has to come from somewhere, and that's definitely we, your brain. We always blame the Would You Rather's on the author. <laughs> yes, we do. We do not bear any responsibility. <laughs> We do sometimes cobble things together in even more terrible and excruciating ways, though, so. But we do have to borrow it. It's not ours. We just make it worse. It's like building monsters. Yes. Yes! Yes! Yeah, okay. So, other questions that are not would you rather... There was a lot of zombie apocalypse talk in this book, so we need to know what's your zombie apocalypse skill. Why are we keeping you around? I can... Being slow, it hardly counts. Um, Like, if you had to clothe yourself by knitting in the zombie apocalypse, you'd be screwed. (laughs) And, like... Like, I... I, don't, I like to garden, but I don't have any particular skill at it. Like, if you, you know, threw me into the zombie, you know, a packet of seeds, I don't think I could feed myself, you know? Like, I shot uh, a longbow a few times, but, yeah. Probably without zombie apocalypse skills. But, I think I but with the gardening... Even if you've got the tolerance to be able to spend time in the garden, not necessarily actually skilled to grow the seeds, that's more than me. <laughs> like, I, I just can't be bothered. Yeah, though, is- though, my house plant that is addicted to coffee has borne fruit. I think oh. it's a tree. Interesting. Be- yes. It, it gets sad when I don't feed it coffee. So one, my, my two houseplants are now addicted to coffee. I, I now have a chilli. Thank you very much. But I'm not a zombie apocalypse gardener. <laughs> that motivates me to garden yeah, in the first know. place. Which is 
just not a zombie apocalypse thing. So. Good for the bees, though. Yeah. They need the bees for the pollination. Yeah, I, I would I the one time bees, but I wouldn't know how to keep bees. Beekeeping could be a skill, but I watch YouTube videos mm -hmm. beekeeping. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't have any idea. Do, do we have YouTube in the zombie apocalypse? I feel like this is a very important question. I mean, being the Probably zombie yeah. apocalypse, I don't think so. We wouldn't have any power, you wouldn't have, like... I feel like that's what the zombie apocalypse is all about, is, like, you know, anxiety about all of our infrastructure, you know? All of our conveniences and all of our, you know, like, sort of the not just a scramble for survival, you know? Like, that yeah. whole genre is about, like, what happens when you take that away. I think my main skill would be food, as food. You know, I would be the food. I don't run. I don't have so. any zombie skills, and we've we've discussed with other authors, other zombie apocalypse things, that I would just die immediately mm -hmm. on account of the diabetes. So I would I would be, you know, you could you could shove me up against a door or something to keep people from coming or to keep zombies from coming after you or you know eat me if you needed to but i'm not gonna make it i gotta i got six months tops not gonna then we're gonna put the grenade in your hand and then yeah. you can be like come at me come on yeah Insert zombie name of your choice. Yeah, I'm gonna valiantly Ooh, sacrifice cook. myself for the cook. grenade that we have for whatever reason. The one, the one grenade that's left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do many people have zombie apocalypse skills? Was it just know. like survivalists on Discovery Channel? Um, like cook fire like uh, there's probably a lot of camping that would help you out you know yeah i'm going to my friend padger's house he knows how to do all of that he's got licenses to do this type of stuff as well hmm. so yeah i'm gonna go to his house and i'll do the cooking for him <laughs> you know i could probably camouflage us Ooh. I have those skills. <gasps> you have the Peter skill? I have the Peter skill. Yeah, I'm going to paint Peter myself skill. into the mud whilst right. also I decorating a cake. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing in the entire <laughs> in the entire series. <laughs> Rock. <laughs> because I'm a bit. Ah, oh, Peter. I don't know if I want Peter's skills. But no, that's that would be my skill. I could camouflage us. I don't know how good it would do. And then I would just waste away Ooh. with the diabetes, with the grenade. But we I would all have really remember. nice makeup. Uh, or I think so. I wasn't sure going if, like, I was... Okay. Oh, you just faded out there for a second, Amanda. <laughs> what did you say? What? Your internet is breaking up. Yes, it is. So yes. we didn't catch what you said. It's not important. That's fine. I'm tickling your nose with my mouse now. Digga, Thank digga, you. Digga. Yeah, it keeps <laughs> popping up saying my connection is unstable. I'm like, I have really fast internet. Why are you, you being stupid? It's just a Zoom thing. It's, it's always my internet that goes bad. Yeah. But everything I said mm. was not important. It was probably about PETA and making cakes. 
and being covered in mud or something. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, dear me. Speaking of zombies, what's your favourite zombie movie then? Oh, well, the the two that I mentioned in the book, I was a big fan of Shaun of the Dead and uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I was not expecting to like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies as much as I did. Um, shockingly well. So I, I I haven't read the book of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and I do not recommend the book. I recommend the graphic novel. Oh my god amazing it's the graphic novel is much better than what the book has been so it was my husband read um he read the pride and prejudice and zombies book and he was like you know this is making me want to read pride and prejudice so he put he put the zombie book down and went read pride and prejudice and that was he didn't finish it so finished the zombie version but i really enjoyed the movie and um the other one that I really was struck by was 28 Days Later. I don't know if... Oh. Even scarier. I don't like fast zombies. Oh, fast zombies are bad. <laughs> we, don't, we really don't like fast oh. zombies. Mm-mm. World War Z, you've got some really fast zombies. And Ooh, they're, they're I haven't seen that. that. Have you not? No, maybe... I was really excited to see it just because some of it was filmed in like uh, places I've been because it was like in Scotland. I was like, oh, I get a place, spot the place I know. But yeah, it's actually, <laughs> it's not great, but it's fun. Like it's a fun, it's a zombie action movie with Brad yeah. I mean, but yeah, you, you'll probably enjoy that one because it's just ridiculous. I, I secret do I secretly love no I I'm proud of it I love Pride and Prejudice and Zombies but I absolutely adore Pride and Prejudice I have many copies yep. on the shelf um and if you're gonna throw zombies at it and then make Lizzie Bennett an absolute badass with the sword hell yeah well, I'm all and the over whole that. proposal scene happening over a duel was <laughs> you know yes please that's how you propose to people <laughs> in a sword fight. <laughs> yes i absolutely adore it yeah Shaun of the dead though is iconic it really is absolutely it's, iconic it's one of my favorites i think i like hot fuzz more than i like Shaun of the dead if we're talking about those movies but Shaun of the so dead is really fantastic though. i've probably watched hot fuzz more but not world's end i can't get away with it like is is the last of the the Cornetto trilogy? I'm so upset by it. Yeah, it it just made me sad. It felt flat. It was fine, and then something happened, like in the third act, and I was like, no, no. But we quote Hot Fuzz all the time in my house, so. As you should. I like that one. Remember. Really is the opening where he's just going about his day, not noticing that everyone's zombie. Uh, he's like, "Yeah, I can relate." I know it's like eating the ice cream, the... walking across the street. Oh, the... do you know what though? That's so relatable. That's like just going to the corner shop and getting an ice cream, and then walking back. It's like I 
There used to be a sweet shop that reminded me right around the corner from where when I, where I grew up. It was called Dick's. And um, it was always like, right, I'm going to the sweet shop. Do you want anything? Oh, I get some chocolate lick or something. And you just nip around the corner. And it was exactly like that. You kind of had your own little zone. And it was just, that's the thing. It's too relatable. Scarily relatable. I noticed nobody's mentioned the Resident Evil movies as zombie movies. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Resident Evil girl. I'm. I'm a Silent Hill girl. Yeah. I don't care for really either of the movies, but I'm a player of Resident Evil. Yeah, it's definitely one where the games are better than the uh, than the movies. I like Zombieland for a bit of zombie fun. Yeah, Zombieland's okay. Do you know the one that we talked about a couple of years ago was Warm Bodies? And that's an underrated zombie movie. Yes, I did like that one too. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, there's so many. Maybe Tyler is a zombie. And that's the fanfic of the week. There we go. Mm. Zombie Tyler. No, he's just just dead. He's just (laughs) dead. No one dead, just dead. <laughs> oh, this, this is a TV I'm... show as opposed to a, a movie, but like I had to break up with The Walking Dead. When did you break up with it? Because it might be I, I had to have a breakup as well. Me too. Me too. I got through, um, like I think it was just starting season three. Like when I, uh. Like, she was about to have a baby. And then, spoiler that said, I don't think I get the show with the baby in it. <laughs> I, I can't, I don't think I can cope with that. And that was kind of the end of it for me. Like, you know, the, the plot line with the 12 year old was like, that was bad enough. I lasted a bit longer. I can't remember what season it was. But, spoilers if you haven't seen it, it was when Carl got bitten. And it was as the settlement that they were in, there was a rip-roaring rampage of um, the the zombies were let in, but also oh, Supernatural Daddy, Jeffrey D. Morgan's character in, in Walking Dead. Negan. Negan? Negan, thank you. Mm. Um, when they came in, and then Carl basically saved everybody, but he got bit and then it's in Ooh. the sewers, and you know he's going to turn into a zombie and it pans away from the sewer and you just see the sewer grate there and everybody's hiding in the sewers under the settlement and it pans out and I just turned to my husband and I went, I don't care that Carl is going to get turned into a zombie in fact, I'm quite happy for that (laughs) I'm stepping away now because at this point his character was so freaking annoying, I was like you need to go you need to go and that was my breaking point. I just, I can't watch it past there. So I have no idea what's going on. I don't know. I hope Carol's still alive because Carol was the queen of badass. And Marchand, honestly, as long as those two are still going, I'm fine. When did you break up, Amanda? Um, I think earlier in that same season that you were talking about. Um, and what did it for me was the really really bad cgi deer i was done <laughs> yes. so if you so if you're cheap. not everyone is not familiar with the cgi deer in <laughs> that'll, that'll break Dead, please. it was like it was drawn in with a crayon it was terrible wow. so 
Yeah. How can you have realistic undead and then the deer look like a drawing a three-year-old's <laughs> done? I don't know. It was, it was, it was terrible. So that's that's when I was done. That's fair. That's fair. I think everybody seems to have had this breaking point with The Walking Dead, where they're just like, "It's not us. It's it's you now." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how many seasons has that gone on now for? Like, too many. <laughs> Because I feel like, you know, once you get to... Is it still going? Once you get to, like, eight seasons or whatever, like, like, everybody's going to have broken up with it at some point by then. Okay, well, I've just put in The Walking Dead, S-E-A, and it came up with 11. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's far too many. (laughs) (laughs) It's too many. Oh, my God. Indeed. Mm Mm-mm. I'm going to quickly nip onto IMDB and check, because, my God, that's far too many. I must have given up at like season six or something. I think I think the cartoon deer is season six. So I think we should skip over the Tyler question because I already shouted about Tyler. <laughs> he's undead now as well. He's can, can, canonically he is uh, a zombie. He's dead. He's he's dead. Um, so what about William? Claire, you are really concerned about William at the end. Well, I wasn't really concerned. I think I'm, I might have laughed. Because um, <laughs> I'm so supportive. <laughs> but I wanted to know what happened with William. Because it might have been my four o'clock in the morning still listening to and I really should probably be getting some sleep because I was going to start work in three hours time, brain. But how was he scarred? Did he get disfigured? Did he lose an eye? Because of what went on in the castle. Did he have any of his parts eaten? (laughs) Eaten? I couldn't tell you. But I think, like, the way I was thinking, he had, like, a big mark coming down this way. Right? So, yeah. He's messed up. And, like, you know, both physically and, you know, like, he's thoroughly traumatized. So... You know, and I'm not sure what, you know, it's, it's sort of, like, interesting, like, actually taking this, it's like, how would you treat somebody whose, like, trauma is literally supernatural, you know? So, like, I don't know if, like, somebody would be taking the story of, like, the story of his of what happened as, like, a metaphor or, you know, I don't know how he'd work through it. So... It sounds like the Matrix. Did you see the new Matrix movie? No, not yet. There's, there's. I think Amanda gets. Uh, 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 see where I'm coming from. There's a bit where Neil Patrick Harris plays the counselor, um, Nero's counselor, um, and they're talking through what happened in the first three movies as figments of his imagination and the symbolism and what they mean and that's probably the route that the therapist would go by because as soon as you say well there was these creatures made of bone and wire and other parts they're going to attach symbolism to it and say oh, well oh, that's, that's your dad <laughs> yeah. yeah like that so I don't know I mean like because when like you know all the uh, fantastical trappings aside, like, you know, he's clearly got a follower, you know? Like, how did he get, you know, I think Clint would have to, you know, okay, so what happens when you, you know, 
when you just sort of like blindly trust somebody. Well, it's, I think with him, it was two things. Like what happens when you blindly trust somebody and when you, um, when you try to be the hero? Mm, yeah. Or like, oh my God, William, you idiot. What are you doing? And I think that's, that's what his deal was, is he was trying to, you know, he's- He needs to work on his boundaries, doesn't he? And he did at the end. He walked away with his <laughs> tail between his away. legs, <laughs> kissing himself. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you... But you know what? Even after that, still, still a douche. I just couldn't get with the, the William because I felt like he was having this hero complex. He was sacrificing himself. Not for the greater good, but to try and get the girl or just, you know, self-image. It wasn't for any any good reasons. So yeah, he needs he needs some heavy medication and some <laughs> years of therapy. Yeah. The medical bills are gonna mount up. Well, he's in Canada, so he should be he should be Oh well, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> he's so, not down here with me. We have a, a national health service. Is great. <laughs> I say this far often than I should. But uh, yeah, I was like, it's that's that's exactly it. Like he was, he was trying to be a hero, and maybe not for the right reasons. And like, you know, sort of doing a similar thing to what Sky was doing, in a way. You know, like, cause this, this book is like all these terrible people trying to be heroes in their various ways. Mm. And not a one of them is good at it. Yep. No. You know. No. And I mean, I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure what, you know, because I guess, like, the, I guess this is the thing that, like, you know, you read about, you read about genuine heroes all the time, right? Like, you know, those are the stories that people like to tell and that people like to hear but it's you know like when you look at you know world history it's like well statistically you know so you know what does it look like when you're not the hero and you get thrown into this situation it's probably a more realistic story to tell than the the person who comes from nothing and rises to the occasion it that it's so infrequent as you say as Loki says, people just want to be sheep. <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I think we're, we're sort of trying to, like, when we tell ourselves that story, we're trying to, like, you know, we're trying to give ourselves an instruction manual. Like, yes, here's, here's how to, this is how you do right. This is what you're supposed to do in these, you know, in these extreme situations. But that, I don't know that that comes naturally to most people that you knew mm. you'd have to you know i think you'd have to be exerting an awful lot of bravery and willpower so sky kept saying she's my sister she's my sister she's my sister so it's almost like she was trying she was sacrificing to get her sister back was she trying to, was that an honest doing trying to be selfless or trying to be heroic for her sister or was that sense of obligation that it's our sister, so this is what she has to do, mixed with a certain amount of guilt and responsibility because of her 
douchebag parents blaming her for Deidre wandering off. Because I think like, where, Sky, where is like, her heroism coming from? Like she's saying, you know, forcing me to do this. Somebody's making me do this. This is this is what I have to do. And um, you know, I think in a lot of these situations, like you know, she could make her choice, but that's not what she does. Right. So I like, I think a lot of it with her is just, you know, like she's making choices. She's not being, you know, nobody's making her do it. Like, I think, yeah, trying to be the hero. I think it might be out of like, you know, wanting self, like wanting to redeem herself and wanting to tell herself that she's not someone who, you know, terrorized Tyler. Murdered him. <clears throat> murdered him, you mean? <laughs> yes, murdered him. See, this is the thing. It's like Deidre to me is a sociopath, and Sky is the psychopath because they have different social interactions. You know, they they're operating in the world in very different ways, but they're both capable of astoundingly terrifying things. Bloody parents, I've been I feel like everyone's. <laughs> I feel like everyone's capable of, you know, as terrible and astounding things, but it's that like the choices that you make, are you doing these things? Are you being terrible? Are you doing it? And no, hopefully you're not, which you probably can't hear any of that because my internet connection is so bad, but everyone listening will be able to hear because I'll edit it together and it'll make sense. <laughs> so do you mean do you mean how self-conscious she is about the decisions that she's making? Like she consciously went after Tyler. She's consciously doing, you know, the the creature building and. Mm-hmm. Oh no, William! Don't come over here. No, <laughs> it's all your fault. Don't yeah. come over here, William. I mean, do because I have to kill you to get my sister back. Yeah. No, I guess like it's. Uh, I don't know. I guess like we all. We all tell ourselves stories about why we do things, right? You know, which is an idea I find really scary. So maybe that's why I'm, you know, it's like no fear in the writer, no fear in the reader, right? But that's what you put in the story. That's what you put in with Deidre. And she's like, why did you do it? No, no, no. Be honest. No, be honest. Yeah. And, you know, really having to use your antler claws to get in there (laughs) to find the truth. Ooh, ooh. Oh, this is good. <laughs> well, it's just like we're, you know, people are big mysteries to themselves, you know? Like we don't we don't know our own motivations, like we don't know our own hearts very well and they can be dark and scary places. So, I feel like we could easily open a huge can of maggoty worms here into the human psyche. Well, so let's, you know, well, what's, what's the, uh, there's this wonderful line from uh, play, it's, hell is other people. Oh, I like that. Yeah, right? Like, oh, it's a, it's such a terrifying play. Like, that's, you know, got, we've got all the horror we need, like, right here. That is terrifying. I love it and I hate it at the same time because of... <laughs> what it means like i love that but that's scary Ooh, yeah 
I totally, totally recommend reading that. It was like, we, I, I, I saw it at the the Stratford Festival, and by Stratford, I mean like Stratford, Ontario. Um, but they, um, so they have like all these Shakespeare plays and whatever, but they also have like a whole bunch of other, uh, you know, classic, terrifying things. I, three people in hell tormenting each other just because of who they are and who they think they are and who they don't want to admit they are and like oh oh i'm reading a review of it oh, oh okay <laughs> i've opened a tab i'm gonna look into that one now okay speaking of scary things what's the scariest thing that's happened in the woods to you self-realization self-actualization is terrifying <laughs> the woods are also terrifying they really are like my family lived on this acre in this little spaghetti strip of conservation wetland, which was absolutely terrifying. And, you know, it was impenetrable, like it was really difficult to explore because like, you know, the ground wasn't solid and, you know, like it, it was the, that was the forest that we had there. You know, we had missing, we had, you know, you know, you, you'd wake up with something screaming in the woods or, you know, like, oh, oh no. this is no, 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 no. creepy. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if I could point to like one particular thing that happened that was really creepy, but it's just like the place was, you know, it was, it was very, it was very atmospheric and the neighborhood, like we moved in when the neighborhood was very new. We were growing, <clears throat> there was, you know, the, in sort of, you know, bulldozed flat and seeded with grass and then at, at the woods and that had, you know, there'd been land cleared, but nothing was built there and it was, just, you know, grass and stuff. But like, it was, you know, we moved there from the city and it, it just felt so unwelcome, you know, like it was really not, uh, not yeah. a friendly kind of place. And it was interesting because like when I was writing this story, I went back there. It was like, um, my mom left that house uh, in like 2012 or something. So, you know, I hadn't been back there in a long time. And the the feel of it was very different. Like, I don't know, oh. just that like stuff had, you know, grown back and filled in over time. Mm. It didn't, it didn't feel as scary. You know, it was sort of like secretive and not paying much attention to you and whatever, but it wasn't the, you know, the looming presence. Could that, that... just be like from more mature eyes? Or... That's possible too. I don't know. Like it was very, it was very different, which was interesting. Places have energy though, don't they? Like, and especially nature. I mean, not to be all woo woo about it, but you know, Nature has a certain energy, and if it's like reclaiming the forest, nature's reclaiming it back. It's almost like it can be a bit more settled because yeah. that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, oh, that's it was so interesting. But, you know, like that's you know, yeah. But I've got goosebumps. Like, <laughs> I love places that feel haunted, but mm. and like. like because there's this whole idea of like, we love haunted we adore yes, it we're determined yes, to go on a ghost hunt because there's this whole yeah. idea in like you know you can have southern gothic or you can have you know canadian gothic which is 
my little bailiwick, but like, you know, you have a haunted landscape. <laughs> that was a hell of a haunted yeah. landscape. Oh, it's so, oh, I love it. I love it. Have you read Dawn Kurtigatry's books? That's what I'm getting. I'm like, I'm getting yeah. in the trees crept in vibes right now. No, I've, I've gotten part, <laughs> okay. I'm partway through that one and I haven't read the whole thing yet. But Amanda, yeah. do you want to just exalt the virtues of everything Dawn related? I mean, I think everyone who listens to the podcast knows that I am Dawn Kurtigatry. Don Kurtigich's greatest fan and love everything that she does because her books are the only ones that I've ever read that have actually scared me in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah. And then the audiobooks produced by the amazingly talented Elise Green, who is my hero in life. Like, they're good stuff. So if you if you're reading her books, you should go back and listen to them after the fact because, whoa. You get so no, like a, like, much more. She's got she's got enough going on and kind of like a, a multimedia um, mm-hmm. oral kind of way that I can imagine that that would like done pro- works like, like, cool. of art. Yeah, they really works are. of audio art. Yeah, they're the best produced audiobooks I've ever heard. That's amazing. Like Am- Amanda set me up to say you are going to enjoy this. Listen to it. And I did, and it was the two o'clock in the morning thing. <laughs> the three, it happened again, and I couldn't, I couldn't not listen. I had to finish listening, and I only wanted to listen to them in the dark, because that's yeah, that was perfect. No, and yeah, oh, that's the best. Feeling. Finish them, but then go back and listen to the audio books. Ah, oh, oh yes. Anywho, I think we've probably kept you long enough. So. What's excited? What have you got that's going on at the moment that you can brag about? Doesn't have to be book related. Can be book related. Where can people find you on social medias or websites or in person if we're allowed to do that anymore? Yeah. <laughs> well, I spend way too much time on Twitter, so Fair. that's the best place to find me. Um, you know, just Google my like Google up like it's it's very easy to find me there. Just search my name. Um, and all stuff that's exciting like i've got i've got a lot of projects in the works that i'm very excited about but like i you know pandemic times i'm just like <laughs> waiting for things to happen so you know but i i have a project in the works about vampires that i'm <gasps> here eventually we vampires we have a vampire book club <laughs> <laughs> we're obsessed with vampires yeah, well, uh, and I, I found, I came across this, like, really terrifying historical version of vampires, because, like, there was a whole thing about them in New England. I don't know if you guys have read about this. Like, there, have been, there was a, an article from, I think, the Smithsonian Magazine or something that was making the rounds, and that's sort of what got me going. Oh, I mainly know European history of vampires. Oh, it's Ooh. so, it's oh. so freaky, and it's... It, I'm opening another tab. <laughs> yeah, look up, look up the the Dude. New England Vampire Panic. Because like it's it's really interesting how this got like at the time it feels like it's all, it's all about like <gasps> disease and contagion, and oh my god, like so it's it's almost like vampire at the time was sort of like it feels like zombies have moved into that sort of that. Psychic slot now 
you know, and vampires have become something else that's more to do with sex. I'm getting Kondara Blake, all these bodies vibes from the skim I've just done on mm. this article. Yeah. Well, after this post has gone up, after the, the 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 episode's gone up, I'll post this on our on our book club. We do yeah. have hashtag vampire book club as well. We do. Yeah. It's very <laughs> We're important. Currently doing the Suki Stackhouse books, but next year we have got like an idea type yeah. thing in our head. So yeah, get get a writing, get a writing. Oh, yeah, we need like, it. I, Fingers crossed, because like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this, this thing. Oh, wonderful. Well, exciting. Amelinda, now that you're part of the fictional Hangover family, we are going to cross-post you and publicise you oh, and stalk yeah. you in all the right ways. <laughs> yes. And when this book is released, you have to come back, and this mm. is a verbal contract to come and talk all things vampires with us. Yes, please. Because yeah. Oh, from your lips to God's ears, like. May it be. <laughs> Please. It has so, to happen. It has to yeah. happen. That's very exciting. Yeah. Oh, I need to pre-order Link. Get it right. I know. We need it now. <laughs> we I'm like trying. arcs. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, this is where we become slightly obsessed now. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, we're hooked. We're hooked. Give us give us your book about monsters and then tell us vampires are coming. We're fans for life. <laughs> oh. Hooked. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Like, well, thank you, you guys so like much Claire for said, having me. Like Claire said, you are me. part of the family now. Yes. Oh, so great. Yeah, I was right. very psyched um, to do this. Oh, ridiculously oh. excited. You have no idea how many messages I've had off Amanda since we knew we were going to talk to you, going, I'm so excited, and T-minus, and it's like, I know! <laughs> oh, I'm so stoked that you guys liked the book. Oh, honestly, it was so creepy. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Anything creepy or terrible, and books with, like, characters that no one likes, like, that is, that's my mm. wheelhouse. <laughs> that I, like, that is what I need, that is what I live for, so. Yep. It's great. I don't need happy endings. I'm quite no. glad that we've no, said this multiple I love times. Books don't, that don't need happy them. endings. Yes, no. well, I got I don't you. Need people to like have happily ever afters, and you know the boy doesn't have to get the girl, and oh whatever, you know. <laughs> yep. mm. Give me a grisly death. Yes. <laughs> if the la- one day we'll re- read a book, and the last sentence will be, and they all died, and they all died. The end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks, thanks so much. So that's it for this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we discuss Living Dead in Dallas by Charlene Harris. Be sure to join any of our Patreon tiers to watch our discussion of this book in Time for Vampire Book Club on the last Tuesday of the month. Vampire Book Club! Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book.
You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you'd like this episode, check out our others, a rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for our music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening.